Welcome to the Alliance Experience Podcast, a real estate podcast talking all things property management with a side of banter. Your hosts are Sam Riley and myself, Kelly Johnson. Welcome back to the Alliance Experience uh, with me and Kel. And here we are at episode 12, I think it is. Episode 12. I feel like we're really killing this. I know. It's crazy when we first did it and it was like we didn't really know what to talk about. We didn't know what we were going to put out there. And now we're at 12 episodes in and I feel quite natural. Well, it just feels comfortable. Yeah. which is probably why we're going so well and hopefully getting lots of listeners. Yes. So episode 12 for us, we're going to talk about, let's say, like we've got here team structure, I guess department structure. Mm-hmm. For us, I guess just in general and how we think maybe the PM department, well, how it works for us, yeah. how we have it in our office yeah. and I guess our opinion on for us what works and what doesn't. Yep, I agree. So but just, yeah, team structure, PM structure. How was your week, Sam? Well, it feels like a Monday today. It does. If I'm honest. So yesterday's public holiday on a Tuesday really threw me off. I feel that. I really do. Like, don't get me wrong, love a day off. But we had the weekend, we had one day of work, we had another day off, and now it just feels like it should be the start of a week again. Yeah, I can't really comprehend that we've only got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then it's the weekend. I know. But it was, um, I feel like it's for me, it slowed down just for those few days. I think school holidays, maybe long weekend for a lot of people if they took Monday off. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been it's been somewhat okay. You're on the home stretch of going away though. Oh, two more days. Two more days. Are you excited? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'll be you excited when I finish work. I've just so much to do. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and we've still got a couple of trains to book and stuff. So it's just I've been so unorganized. Well, once you're there, once you're on that, <laughs> you know what? Once you're on the aeroplane, that's what I always think. And you have a drink, that's when you're relaxed. That's what I think as yeah. well. Okay, Get to cool. the airport, check in, done. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but team structure. So what? I'll start with you, Cal. How many different offices have you worked in in terms of PM? I have done one, two, three, four. This is my fifth. Okay. Starting. And do they have similar or different structures? So different. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? But, like, I feel the times have changed so much. Like 15 years is a long time to be in real estate. But, you know, I think back it very much used to be when I first started, one property manager had say like 100, 110 and they would have an assistant. So like the assistant mainly would do the out-of-office staff and the inspections and then the property manager I reckon used to be in office more and deal with the clients. Yeah. That's basically how it used to work. And then as it went on and obviously I became a full-time PM and then senior, I used to just do it all. Yeah. Okay. So from new management wow. to leasing to everything, all on my own. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's funny how that changes, doesn't yeah. it? The support has changed considerably. I over think they the years. realize how much work is involved. Yeah. What about you? How many offices have you done? So I've only done two. So have this you really? one in WA, yeah. Obviously here. And then prior to that, it was in Darwin. Yeah. Okay. And the same office there. And the thing is, it, they were somewhat similar. So they're same thing. We managed. I think it was about 130 properties yep. um, with a personal assistant. Okay. So every property manager had their own assistant. Yeah. Um, but for us, the assistants didn't leave the office. Oh, so it was the opposite way? Yeah, opposite. They were oh. chained to their desk pretty much. Um, and the property manager was the one that was out and about. That's interesting. I know. And we didn't outsource our PCRs, so we used to um, write them down or dictaphone them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. crazy. Huh? I remember doing that. My very first yeah. property condition report was on Brighton Road in Scarborough, Corner House. Yeah. Oh, my God, it took me so long. They used to take forever. And it was just like handwriting because I didn't dictaphone, so I handwrote the property condition report, then had to come back and retype it. I'm sure I missed so much stuff. And that's the thing, like, that takes so long. Like when we finally got the dictaphone, you'd get to the point that you just knew 
we used to have like a blank template just so we wouldn't miss anything. And it got to second day. She just walk into a room and just spiel off everything in like two seconds. Yeah. And so then your poor assistant was the one that was sitting at the office typing, typing it back up. up. And then you'd have to go and take all the photos. Yeah. Outsourcing property condition reports, I reckon, was one of the best things oh to ever God. happen I to property management. I completely agree with you. And they're just so much better because it's a specialised company that does it. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it takes a lot of time out of your day. So mm. it's just not really, in my opinion, probably worth the cost Nah, of doing for, them all in-house when you can get them at such a decent cost to outsource and probably, like I said, more accurate. If you were starting a business, like a small business, maybe you'd do them yourself but not at this number. Yeah, I know, crazy. And then obviously in this office we have, it was probably a similar setup. So obviously our office has property managers and we do have support but we don't have personal support to each PM. So we yeah. have like a shared, well, two, technically two shared assistants. So I guess let's because obviously we're talking about our office. Yep. So explain to the people how our office is structured based on like staff numbers and how we work so then people mm. get an understanding of when we talk. Yeah, so we've probably got a bit of a not quite full setup yet just because we've obviously had that acquisition. Um, so our portfolio numbers are a bit all over the place. But at the moment most of our portfolios sit between 110 and 130. Yep. But we're at, and it's funny because a lot of people aren't like this anymore, we're still very traditional. I still love it works for us and it if does. it's work, I don't want to change it. Yeah. Um, and the girls love it. So by traditional, I mean they manage pretty much their portfolio start to finish. No new business, obviously, as we know, your domain, um, but everything in between. So it's you know, great. Yeah. And, and they love it because they've got that little bit of control. They feel great that they know what the properties are like. They've got the relationships with the tenants. Um, and then again, historic, uh, well, for us, our admin do, does all the paperwork. And see, I love that because obviously like as the new client service manager, I build the relationship to start. Yeah. But then I have to hand the property over to a property manager. Yeah. And I love that I can say when I'm appraising, like I've been a property manager for years, but I'm just not very good at it anymore. <laughs> and I'm not like each their own. I'm way too. Everyone has their strengths. Yep. And I just get like, it's fine. I probably get friendly and I let things go. Yeah. So I say I hand it over to somebody that specializes in that field. Like yeah. it's not my specialty. So while you might have a relationship with me, it wouldn't do you any good me yeah. managing it. Okay. So then, and then they go, oh, do they do everything? Yep. They do the inspections. Exactly. They do the leasing. They're the go to on all of it, which clients love. Because yeah. Clients hate change. That's very do. much so, yeah. But they want to exactly. know that one person knows their property back to front. And I think, yeah, and I think that's the good point there, knows the property back to front, does know the property, has actually seen the property, knows what they're talking about. Yeah. And I'm not say, saying outsourcing is bad. Like we've outsourced routine inspections here and there as well when you need to and it's it's great for when we're in, you know, I guess in a desperate situation. Yeah. situation sorry. But the property managers need to see the properties they're managing. 100%. Like how can you talk about maintenance or an issue or anything along those lines to do with the property when you haven't seen it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think how you've always run it with numbers, that is the number. When they're not doing as much of the paperworky admin stuff, yeah. I think that 100 to 130 is where any property manager should be comfortable. Yeah. And I mean that I'm saying that in like experienced property manager. Of course. Not someone that's not for six months. And that's the thing. So in our office we know that other offices have huge numbers in portfolios. For us, we find this is the sweet spot, but it's also per person. So yep. like on an individual basis, we sit down with them and go, okay, where are your skill levels? Where are you comfortable? They don't have to manage 130 if they're not capable of it. Yeah. Like we're not we're not going to throw 130 at you and say, if you can't do it, we'll find someone else that can. We're going to say, no, where are you comfortable? We obviously have a baseline. Everyone does. But above that, it is per, on an individual basis. 
So let's talk about that because yep. obviously you're our boss, as we mm-hmm. know, and you manage everyone's emotions and feeling. <laughs> you manage the team, like you're our go-to. So how do you find having so many staff under you that you can cope with really being individual with each person? Because like you said, you yeah. will sit down with everybody and ask how they're going. Mm-hmm. So how do you find that in your role you handle that? Uh, look, that's probably the most challenging part of the role, if I'm honest, because everyone is so different. So I said before, on an individual basis, everyone has got a different skill set, different strengths, different weaknesses, and some are great at some things and, and not so great at others. So I feel like for me personally, we do, obviously we do our one-on-ones every month and I do that with our team members just to say, hey, how was your month? Where are at? Let's look at some of the KPIs that we need to go through. And then outside of that, like how are you doing and is there anything I need? So I, I definitely think they get a lot of information from them at that point. But also I think it's most people can see when someone's struggling. Like I feel like it's very much, you know, body language. Like I'm yeah. all about that, like how they speak. I guess if they're very quiet on a specific day, you know, you can kind of, I feel that I can kind of pick up on a little bit of stress when it's happening and then pull them aside and be like, hey, but Where you're also at? very good at that. Like I feel like how you structure the team, everyone's comfortable in coming to you to talk about stuff. Like even yeah. me, like I'll come to you and talk about <laughs> stuff that's completely unwork related because you're so easy to talk to and you'll always give an honest opinion. If yeah. you think someone's being completely irrational over something, <laughs> you will say it. Like you don't beat around the bush. No. But I feel like it's good to be that one. And I think as a boss, you probably need to be that way. Well, that's probably why you're so successful. And well, you need staff need to be able to trust that they can come and say to you, one, if, if they're if they're struggling, they need help because everyone hates asking for help, myself included. Mm-hmm. No one wants to go into someone and put, I guess, down that they're struggling a little bit because it's just, I guess, it's just against human nature. Of course. Um, and I've just completely lost the second part of that. How you're reading people? Yeah. Sorry. And yeah, so open door policy. They also need to trust that one, you're not going to tell other people. Yeah, that's a big so thing. So it's going to stay between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just need to feel comfortable sharing, I guess, if they're having a bad experience or a bad day personally or um, professionally. Yeah. Because it affects everyone. And let's be honest, people have things going on in their personal life that yeah. you can't always leave at the front door. I know. And it is, you try your best. Like everyone that's saying what you leave it at the front door, walk into work, no personal, and then leave it at the Pick door it up to walk when you walk out. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it's, that's not life. See, I've always tried to be like that, as you know, Yeah. but sometimes for everyone, I think it's really hard to just be able to physically leave your emotions out. And I completely agree with you. So, yeah, so I do think, and, and I think for us, our office, we've got, um, I think it's 15 in there now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that what was also very important is that everyone's got each other's backs enough so that if I'm not around and they need help, they'll go to someone else. Yeah. And I think that's also very important because also like they don't always want to tell me something. Like they don't want to talk to me about everything. Mm. Sometimes there's things that maybe they want to bounce off someone else but probably don't want to have that conversation with me and they can do that with someone else. And I think that's why we're so lucky that we have such a big team of mm. experienced people because you can always talk about whatever an issue yeah. is and somebody will give you a, a different opinion or tell you yeah. a different way to look at it, which I think is really good. Yeah, I think perspective is everything, isn't it, really? Especially in this job. But like <laughs> also, like you said, we've got 15 girls. So yeah. yes. there's also there's just a lot. A, yeah, a lot of personality. And they're all different personalities so and all different ages. Yep. So I feel like you really need to be flexible because I know, you know, I can go to some person and say something very direct and they will take it very well. But then I know I've got other girls that I need to say the same thing but need to change the wording because they wouldn't take the directness as well. How and did you, kind you find of learning flexible. to do that? Oh, God, it was <laughs> painful. 
You learn the hard way. You really do. Because you know me, like you said before, I'm very direct. I don't beat around the bush. But see, I love But that. not everyone. Yeah, you do. But not everybody does. Correct. Yeah. So I think it's learning that was, that's learning that is a skill within itself. Is just like actually having a conversation and then seeing how that person is registering, I guess, what you're saying and how you're saying it. Yeah. And if it's not in a positive light, you need to fix the wording. So then how do you find like over the years, obviously in your job, have you ever had to really tell anybody off? And that's like, so let mm. me word this better because I, you're obviously one of my very good friends, yep. <laughs> but it's also like at the end of the day, you're my boss. So there's sometimes where I come in, I'm like, I need to talk to you as a boss. Yeah. And I say that I'm very open. You are good. Cause you'll I, be like, I want boss Sam, not yep. friend Sam. I'm like, cool. And then I'll come in and be like, I'm talking <laughs> to you as a friend. So I'm very black and white on that. Yeah. But like, obviously some of the other girls probably aren't. So how do you deal when you've had to really yeah. tell somebody off, but you're probably quite a good friend of theirs? Funnily enough, I've um probably not had too many issues with that back in the early days I had a few there was um there was one particular girl that I was quite close with and when they get offered me the role of the senior she wasn't thrilled about it oh really no because okay. I, I, I I don't think she wanted it but I think she just didn't like the change of I guess dynamic a little bit yeah. and for me that was very hard to deal with like I was struggling to try and tell her off because she just no not I would say tell her off but talk to her because she didn't respect me and yeah. probably probably fair at the time I hadn't really earned that well obviously you had if they chose you to yeah but I I guess you can kind of and and then I really struggled with how like I was on the same level and really close friends with you how do you change yeah so that it took me a good few years to kind of move past that but with the team we have now is yes they're a pain in the ass at times (laughs) and I know they're going to hear this and that's fine I will say everything to their face but most of the time if I actually genuinely have to sit down and have a serious conversation they will like switch and listen. And that's what I love. Like whenever we have yeah. our Friday meetings and like it's all fun and jokes, yeah. but like there are points where you get serious. You notice everybody respects you so much mm-hmm. that they actually stop and will listen. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, if it's a serious conversation that genuinely we both need to go through, they will stop and and, and listen. But otherwise, outside of that, we joke around all day. Yeah. And we have fun, which makes it important. Yeah. So I, I do, I think you create that though. And I think for other businesses in your teams, you should be creating that culture mm. that you want them to have fun and look, take the piss out of people. It, even me, you know, yeah. I, like you want to fun and laugh at office. And then the minute you need something serious, you have to say that and they should be able to switch. But that's why as well, when you interview property managers mm. that you're like, you take that very seriously. Oh yeah. Because you're all about how they're going to fit with the team. Cause like you've said, there's so many personalities. Yeah. So we might be desperate for a PM, but you're not going to take the first no. person that walks in. Well, it just, this, You've got to be careful. Yeah. Like you need to protect that culture that you've created. And one person. Can make, honestly, the world of difference. Yeah. And the world of difference in a good way. Yeah. And a bad way. Yeah. And you really need to know the difference between the two. Yeah. So I think I've interviewed many people over the years that would be amazing property managers. Including me. Including you. (laughs) Well, to be fair, I didn't give you the PM (laughs) job. (laughs) I looked at you like you did not hire me. Oh, God. Well, moving on from that part. Um, But would be awful if you put them in a team yeah because you know people coming from not everyone wants to work in a big team not everyone wants that culture not everyone wants that vibe yeah and some people just kind of want to go in and do their own thing yeah they don't want to have that office banter yeah and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing but in our office is we just can't have that because we have a team that does want to you know include each other does want to have a good time does of course their job yeah but also, you know, some of them hang out socially outside of work. Like we need people that are going to come in and respect that culture, not try and change it. Yeah, which I love. Yeah. So on that, for let's talk about culture a little bit more because obviously I think it's the most important thing. Yeah. 
if there's offices out there, how do you think, you know, how do you start creating that, like, in your opinion? Like some of the things we do, what do you like that we do that I guess that creates that? So obviously like our office I would say is probably quite strange is that we're a very close office. Yeah. Everybody knows everybody obviously. (laughs) But also like they know everybody's partners. Yeah, true. So like, you know, I think obviously like I had an event on Friday Mm-hmm. And everyone knows everyone's partners. Yeah. You know them by name. You know, it's just I think that makes a huge difference. Like you never really go anywhere and have to introduce your significant other yeah, because course. everybody has heard about them or they'll ask how your kids are. Even yeah. like some of the reps' partners were like, oh, how's Fox now? He'd be one. Like yeah. that to me is like, wow. Um, yeah, I agree. But like obviously like our business owners are very big on family. Yes. And it's obviously different. I have kids you do not. Correct. So pre-kids I'd be like, oh, those people that bring their kids everywhere is so annoying. Now I have kids, <laughs> they have to come everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I think because of that and like our Christmas parties, we have a family event, but then we also do stuff that's just within our team. Yeah. I think because we actually do so much outside of hours together, that's how our culture is so mm. good. Yeah. And I would agree with that. And you are right. The business owners are very much family. We are a family. Yeah. We want everyone to be included in that. We want to give everyone the opportunities that we can. And I think involving the partners mm. is great. Yeah. Because also outside of just creating that culture, if you have a bad day and you go home and want to quit, that partner is actually going to talk you down 100%. if they agree that this is the best place for yep. you. 100%. And they're not going to know that unless they're included in the events and meet the people and kind of know, I guess, what the business is, mm. is aiming for. I think that because yeah. everyone's always, like you said, included, you never feel like anything's too much trouble. Like even yeah. if I have to bring Penny in for half a day or whatever, it's fine because everybody yeah. gets it. Yeah. So, and look, they're very big at celebrating success. You yes. are, like as our direct yeah. boss, you are very big on that, but also like our business owners and our licensee are very big on celebrating anyone's success personally or professionally. Yeah. And I that in itself is probably the first thing that I would ever do. If you open up your own business, celebrating the even the little things, Birthdays. 100% yep. should be doing it. Yep. Because real estate in general, every I guess every um, industry is hard when you're working in a role yeah. and people don't praise people. They're quick to tell people off, but they're yeah. not always quick to say good job. Exactly. Yep. So I completely think that, that if you're not going to do anything else for culture, celebrating the success of everyone is the probably the one thing that would change everyone around, I think. Yeah. And people know that. And I don't care what anyone says. Everyone likes to win. Of course Whether it being like, you know, in our awards with the office or the state, people like to win. So when that's also celebrated by the entire team, God, you feel good. Yeah, I agree. And then, yeah, like you said, you, you and then you feel good because other people are like, yes, they've seen, I guess, that hard work you've put in yeah. to be then recognised. Yeah. So, yeah, that is a big thing for me, I reckon. And Harcourts is great as well. Like, you know, we're lucky enough to be in a big brand. Mm-hmm. So we do internal stuff yep. within our department, then within our admin and PM department, and then bigger <laughs> in our sales <laughs> admin and property management department. But then also um, state-wise and nationally. Yeah, like we have quarterly awards. Yeah, and then balls. Like, yeah, there's just ball. yep. Yeah, and then, of course, obviously rewa. So there's a lot of things I think you can do. You don't have to do everything. Ash always laughs because he's always <laughs> like there's something going on in real estate. Like you've always mm. got something going on once a month. We re- Real estate people like to party. We really do. And, and they like, like to drink. Yeah. So, you know. So I think, yeah, just creating that um, and just like that relaxed vibe I think is good. because well, everyone's comfortable being yourself. Yeah. And people are high strung. You know, you, we have to deal with people every day that are probably not having the great days. Mm-hmm. So I think having that relaxed environment where when someone is having a bad day they can express it and then move on from it is 
great. Yeah, I agree. Mm. So then let's talk about, I reckon, working from home because also yes. that is, since COVID, that's a huge thing. Yeah. And I had never done it, heard of it before COVID. I yeah. know obviously people, it, like it's been around, mm. that's happened. But then obviously COVID happened and then it was obviously forced. Yeah. Yeah, but, pretty much actually. So then, but now I find a lot of people like working from home. Yeah, it's funny. I think that's same as like, so again, before COVID, you knew what was happening and you knew that um, I guess people some people, it. yeah, people offered it and we never did. And um, I never had. No, it was something that I guess we had on the radar but never really thought it would, not that we didn't think it would work, but we just never really jumped at the chance. Yeah. And then as everything, we were forced to. Mm -hmm. So we did, we sent everyone home. I think for a lot of our employees were home for like seven weeks or something. Yeah, it was a long time. Not me, obviously, because I hate working at home. <laughs> but um, but during that time, I think us and everyone else realised that people could work just as effective from home mm -hmm. than they were from the office. Yeah. Because I think the mentality ages ago was if you weren't sitting at your desk or if I didn't see you, you weren't doing any work. Yeah. Which is funny. Like so old school, but everyone still had it. And then I think globally everything just changed instantly. And we were forced into it. Yeah. So I think personally now after seeing how they handled themselves over that period is working from home flexibility for me is something that most people, if you're able to, of course, mm -hmm. obviously every office is different, but they should be maybe embracing. So when you're hiring new stuff, so obviously of late we've had a couple of changes in property managers. Yep. Is it something that people are asking about in interviews? Like do people come in and sit with you and go, you know, what's your working from home policy? Is that a conversation that's had or do um, you bring it up as the employer? Most of the time. So it's probably 50-50. Most of the time I will bring it up because mm -hmm. personally I do think it's a, an attractive like addition to yeah. a package because it's like, look, we do want you to work these hours but we are flexible in what we can offer you. And some people like, I don't know how close they live to the office, some people live far away from the office and so – that few days a week, so we offer three days a week working from home, but that few days a week could essentially give them flexibility to get a little bit more done in the morning, a little bit more done in the afternoon, or if they've got kids and the kids are sick, stay home with them. Yeah. And that's a big one. Like, that's huge. Yeah. Because, again, I don't have kids, but you do. And they get sick all the goddamn time. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> so if we can offer that, then some of the people looking for jobs find that as a much more attractive added addition than, you know, maybe – potentially a car or something yep. like that because they know that they have kids and they know that they're going to have to take sick days. And in this option, in this instance, we can offer them to work from home those days if they choose to instead. So does it ever make you nervous wondering what people are doing when that? Because, like, look, yeah, let's be honest. When I work from home, mm -hmm. I put the washing on. Yeah. Like I do. No, it's fine. The washing machine beeps. I hang the washing out. <laughs> like I know. Like I'm not sitting here being like I'm at my dining table. Desk nine until five. Exactly. And not you moving. do that though. You know, you think, oh, yep, I'll chuck that load of washing on. When it's done, I'll take a break. Do you ever think like people are just at home watching TV? Like how does <sighs> – Not really. Like at first it was – I was worried as such because because we are such a close-knit team and because we have that relationship, is I really worried offering the flexibility we would lose that. The closeness like the of close the team? Yeah, yep, okay. and I didn't want to. So I was nervous at first but I think for us we obviously have compulsory in-office days and stuff so we've kept that. But in terms of working from home, I found out very quickly that the KPIs and everything weren't changing. Okay. Yeah, so they were still meeting their expectations. I was still hearing from them because they were still calling me. So, yes, they went in the office. So they couldn't walk into my office, but they were still calling me. Um, and then, yeah, when I was seeing the figures and the data, is nothing was dropping. Okay. So, so then it slowly came to my mind like, look, they might be doing the washing during the day or maybe watching TV for an extra half an hour here or there. 
but the workload is getting done. And in some instances, some people improved. Well, yeah, like even I think when I'm in the office, I go and have a chat to the sales well, And that's the thing. I go socialise. So it's no different me chatting yeah. to the reps as opposed to putting the washing on. I reckon sometimes in the office I would get a half a day's work done in the entire oh, day yeah. because I've been talking to that many people. Well, everybody comes into your office. You're yeah. always trapped. Every time I walk <laughs> past, someone's in there. So, yeah, so I think it's important. You obviously need to have guidelines around it. You can't just send someone to work from home and say hope for the best. Yeah. But I do think you'll notice quickly if you do it right, it's like some of the girls here will have a busy week and then say, look, I need a full day from home just to catch up on my paperwork. And they're much more efficient. So you find like if you were talking to other, you know, department managers, you just monitored realistically the KPIs. Yeah. And that's how you made that decision. Yeah, that's what, yeah. And it worked out pretty quickly. Like I said, we saw some KPI. We only, I've only had an instance where one property manager in the past, no longer with us, didn't do the job okay. when we gave her that op- opportunity. Yeah. Um, and then we revoked that working from home. Yeah. But for everyone else, for us, it's been a huge success. But I think that's why you're so successful as the head of department because your policy is very much if the job is getting done, mm. you're like, it's fine. I know. And like you're not like, you know, go out partying in the day. Oh, but course. you're very much like if the work is getting done, it's not my problem. If I'm yeah. getting no complaints, everything's being done, you can manage your role. Yeah. Like, and people aren't like that though. Like but, I remember I had a company oh, yeah. that, you know, they'd check 830 and like <laughs> Charlie would always say when she worked at a different office, they had to be at a desk 830 till 5 and basically yeah. watch to the minute. And I think, oh, I just, I, look, I hate that. Well, yeah. There's nowhere else, nothing else to say about it. I hate that because I hate being micromanaged myself mm. and I would hate if I was that person that then did it to someone else. Okay. Because, you know, it just doesn't make you feel good. Like no. you don't. You feel like that your boss doesn't trust you enough to do your job without them at, like watching every single minute. People probably don't. And if you, yeah, well, probably. I know. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I know but that's you, bad. Yeah, but if you think about it, if someone doesn't trust you, it doesn't make you feel good, does it? No, of course not. No. So if it doesn't make you feel good, you're not going to be in a good place mentally. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be a good place when you're at work because you're going to be feeling like they're not trusting you to do what you should be doing, what you know how to do, and you're not going to perform. Mm. That's what I think personally. Is that why you think, A, our staff don't leave? Like let's be honest, our property managers don't. I don't know anybody really, maybe one, that's left to go to another real estate. Yeah, there's there's been very, very few. Like people have left to go on the mines or things yeah, like that. Yeah, but the I'm the, mine stealing all our property managers. <laughs> I'm the biggest. Like I will always say I would never leave here to go to another real estate company. Yeah, you Like have I always say that. I'd have to go and work at Bunnings. <laughs> <laughs> you and Bunnings. I would be there. I would. Oh, Yeah, look, I do, we, I do feel good about the fact that we've got a pretty stable team. We do. Um, And it's. I, I guess there's a lot of effort that's gone into that, yeah. but also like the flexibility, a lot of different things too. The culture we've created, the trust that we want our staff to feel from us, working from home, flexibility, what we can offer um, in terms of celebrating success. Like there's a whole array of things that I think has gone in over the years that has helped us get to that point. And I always say that. Yeah. We have it so good. <laughs> no, but you, like we do. You don't. are like the biggest supporter. I, I love it so I much. I just feel like <laughs> I've worked, like I said, I've worked in so many real estate offices and how you run the department and how you've set it up for people, there's no, you, there's nothing to complain about. While the job may be crap at some Of course. And we all understand. If I don't that. get business because of a fee, like I'm annoyed at that. Of course. But there's realistically nothing to complain about. And yeah, I know that look, sounds wanky, but it, there's really nothing to complain about. And I think, yeah, if you've got enough support systems and good people, and that's where it comes back again to the interview process, if you can interview good people and bring them into your business, then you will have the luxury of not being able to, like not having to micromanage. Mm. And the girls do then have the luxury of enjoying who they're working for and yeah. will stay long term. Yeah. 
Because we do, yeah. And even with the acquisition, obviously, with Benchmark, they obviously had the same philosophy. Because they were nervous. Of course they were nervous. I was nervous. You know, we had a team of, oh, let's say 10, and we're bringing in a team of five. Yeah, it's The a lot biggest of issue that I thought was going to happen is it was going to be team versus team. Because usually you bring one yeah. person into the team and they kind of merge in, but you bring five that didn't against even 10. happen no. in the slightest. But I think the reason why is because obviously Benchmark and their business owners the clearly had the same goal as us. Yep, yep. So they obviously knew for them that culture was more important than, you know, making sure you had someone that could manage 150-odd properties. Yeah. So they picked based on culture. So yep. then they had long-term staff and those staff added to us and because they had the same I guess culture it joined ours and made it better. Yeah, and it's just it, like it's like you said the same values just yeah. made it work perfectly. Yeah, so that was it's, a very smooth acquisition. Yeah, look, I, I really can't hands. complain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really can't. And then that also circling back to when I said before we're a traditional office, and again by traditional I mean full portfolio management mm-hmm. because there is other offices out there that do pods or yep. task management. Yep. Um, but for us, Benchmark was the same. So yeah. even coming in, we didn't have to kind of change them too much. So they they still had their properties. They still had their idea on how to manage and then we just changed the processes behind it. Mm. But on that, just, you know, quickly because we won't want to – this isn't in our office so we won't want to talk about it too much. But I just want to put it out there. Do you – deal with many clients um, that we get in our office that you sign up that have been with agencies that have been task-based or pod-based before? Yes and no. Like I've taken a few properties from other agents recently just because they're not happy. And to be honest, the feedback from the owners that I'm signing up is that they've just had a lot of change of property managers. Okay, So that's their explanation. But that could be because they are pod-based, so they have different people doing different things or just because – of COVID and things, there has been yeah. a lot of staff changeover. Yeah, okay. And I think once you change a property manager, people get on their back foot because they already have a rapport with whoever they've had. Yeah. And then if the new person comes along and they work differently, people get put off because they're not used to it. Yeah. So I don't like the pod task. Yeah. That's just not for me. Yeah. And I don't really think clients – like, look, I've never worked in it. Yes, but neither have I. But what I know yeah. of talking to people, they like knowing that they have one person that knows the house, that goes there, that talks to them, that deals with the tenant, and that's their person. They always have me. So, like, yeah. if someone was on leave, they know I've always seen the property and I'm always floating around. Yeah. But they know they have one contact. Like, that's just my opinion. Yeah, and, look, I agree with you completely. And we're not saying that doing it that way is wrong because everyone works differently and everyone has a different office, um, I guess, set up. And if it works for you, same um, same principle. If it works, don't change it. Yeah. Um, but in my opinion, I do tend to agree because as an owner and, and tenant, mm-hmm. I want to know the one person I can call if I need anything. Yeah. And if they're not available, there'll be a backup. And in most instances, the backup will be, you know, admin or whatever within the office. Yeah. But I just want to know, okay, you are my contact. You are who I'm going to call if there's an issue. 100%. I don't need to know if I want to call you about maintenance, you about inspections, you yeah. about my rent payments. And I know tenants would get frustrated at that as well. Because yeah. if you call the wrong person, like, oh, I'll get such and such to call you back and you'd be yeah. like, I'm talking to you now. Can I not just talk to you? No, that's not my thing. Yeah. And it would be super frustrating. Yeah, completely agree. And then probably the last thing is obviously um, offshore assistance. Yeah, this is a new thing for us. It is a new thing for us. So we do have one offshore admin mm-hmm. um, and I f- like the setup is a lot of work and mm-hmm. I think in a way we're probably still tweaking that yeah. and, you know, I guess you learn over time. So I think for us it's probably a six, 12-month 
I guess, training period to yeah. figure out exactly how that's going to work. But so far for us, it's been great. So you're obviously talking about virtual assistant. Yep. And then what do they do? So for us, so we have two admins in the department. One yep. is an in-office admin, obviously does anything that can't be outsourced. So yep. anything that needs to be done in the office with regards to keys, um, they manage I guess that sort of stuff. Like I can't think anything else. Yeah, but, but like- in office, it's a phone, backup support, so they do appointments when they need to, blah, blah, blah. For us, the offshore assistance does every other thing that can be done um, off, like offline essentially, yeah, paperless. So-, so, you know, paperwork, lease renewals, vacate packs, yeah. um, reminder emails, everything like that. Like they can do all of that admin that we don't have to do in-house and they can do all that follow-up to make sure the admin gets signed off on. So then obviously like if they were doing a lease, they would then send it to the property manager who always has the final look. No, so we don't do good. that. No? No. God, Cal. I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do no. they not? So the property managers, we obviously we do online checklists. Okay. So the property managers fill out those. Uh, they show how much I'm not a property manager. <laughs> oh, God. Um, send it to our offshore assistant and then they do all the paperwork and send it through. The PM gets copies yeah, of all the emails and I'm everything thinking. so they can okay. review it all. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it goes directly out and then they then do all the follow-ups and okay. reminder emails, things like that. But so for us, re- it's been a great addition. Was it hard finding one? We well, so we went through the company. The company is then engaged oh, okay, gotcha. to find one. Yeah. Gotcha. So um, yeah, then they find one, and we just had a changeover. So mm-hmm. they called me and said, "We've you know your VA unfortunately has to leave. We've got a new one." Mm-hmm. And then you do get in, to interview them, which I did last week. Um, and then yeah, and then the company helps you get them up and running. So how at what point would you think you would need another one? Like, do you think VAs are the way of the future? Yeah. So do you think really you still need an in-house assistant? Uh, look, I think we could, I like the idea of having the in-house assistant for a few reasons. One is because it gives the PMs more support within the office. Mm-hmm. So if there is things and they're out and about that they need done within the office, they can call the admin support. Yep. We also have a second phone line. So like not a lot of offices do, but we have two phone lines, one for sales and one for PM. Yeah. Yep. So they manage that phone line. But for me, the biggest thing is stepping into someone's role when they're away. Yeah, it's a good leave cover, isn't it? Yeah. So sick leave and annual leave is obviously constant in a team of our size. So being able to say, hey, this person's away for a week, you are going to then be her for that seven days. Yeah. So then we can slot them in. So the end added bonus, if they want to be a PM in the future, we can train them up to how we want them. Yeah. Then when it's time, they can step up and then I can hire a new admin without any experience and continue them. them. Yeah. I think realistically it will always work by having yeah. an assistant in the office. And the bigger we get, like we'll probably have need more VAs, but I'll keep the in-house admin as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's like that's what you specialize in structuring the team so it works. Mm. Like uh, that's and like I'm sitting here like I don't really have much <laughs> idea because this is your domain, but that's it right. works, and that's yeah. why it's so good because how you've done it, everybody knows how things work, and it works well. Yeah, yeah. So I think, look, to be honest, it's, you could always be better, but I feel pretty pretty happy with you should be so proud like in all honesty of how you've set everything up in the team you run you should be so proud and on that like i had help from a lot of people yeah so and that's if you're out there and you have there is a lot of people in our industry that are lucky like i'm oh god that are happy to help yeah so you should be lucky if you know people in the industry ask questions always because there's heaps of people even from other agencies like we Mm -hmm. talk to other harcourt agencies we talk to other completely different brands yeah 
and people will help you if you ask for it. See, that's the thing. I think that's something that I've noticed in the last probably two or three years. Yeah. It's not so dog eat dog. You no. don't like I would never anyway, but people don't bad mouth other people. Like if I've ever heard of anyone bad mouthing me, like I've gone straight to the source <laughs> and be like, hey, this client said this. Yeah. Don't do that. Like I'd never bad mouth anyone because you yeah. never know where you're going to end up. But people don't mind helping. I don't think so. It's not so like, oh, this is all our info, don't share it. Yeah. It's, everyone can be good. We want people to I respect agree. property managers. Yeah. So if everyone's good, then that will help. Any- yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I, yeah. So don't be afraid to ask for help. That's probably the biggest thing as well. We're talking about team structure and how we structure, mm. regardless of whether you want to be similar or not. Just focus on asking for help when you need it and yeah. culture. Yeah, culture always. Yeah, <laughs> put that as number one <laughs> because you can train people in a process but you can't train people to change their personality. No, nah. and if it doesn't fit and if you feel like you don't fit somewhere, there's yeah. lots of opportunities. We are lucky yeah. but there's always places hiring and looking for staff. Yeah. All right, we've probably chatted everyone's ear off a little yes. bit too much. Is it well, <laughs> Sam, wishing you the very best holiday. Thank you. I miss you. Yes, guys, so I'll be back probably, I'm going to say probably five weeks. Damn. I know, crazy. So I'll have uh, I'll be refreshed yep. for the uh, first podcast we do when I get back. We'll do like a Sam stories in Europe, <laughs> just like completely unreal. Just like a related. whole podcast on my travel experience. <laughs> and I'll be asking all the questions. Oh, it is going to be a great time, but you will um, hold down the podcast while I'm away. So I thanks, Cal. No worries. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode on the Alliance Experience. Don't forget to follow us on Insta, alliance.leasing.